Welcome to the Wisdom and Wellness Parsha podcast, a weekly Eden Center podcast featuring Rabbanit Shani Tarragon with insights from the Parsha about women's health, relationships, mikveh and well-being. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center that is transforming the mikveh experience by educating women how to use mikveh as the natural platform it is to connect to women's health, well-being and healthy relationships. Read our weekly blogs on a range of fascinating topics, download our wonderful publications, learn about our Balaniyot and Kala teacher trainings, and support us at theedencenter.com. Rabbanit Shani Tarragon has been a leading force in women's Torah learning and in Eden's work, and we are honored to combine two of her passions, Torah education and empowering us about women's health and well-being. Without further ado, Shani. Welcome to Eden's Wisdom and Wellness for Women Parsha podcast. This week's Parsha, Parsha Bamidbar, opens up a new Sefer. But we have an interesting phenomenon, namely that this is the first time where in a Sefer is not really the continuation chronologically of the previous Sefer, but rather is going to exist simultaneously with what we've already heard about to a certain degree in Sefer Vayikra. This, we found, by the end of Sefer Shemot, was already hinted to upon the construction of the Mishkan. The last few psukim in Sefer Shemot tell us that, in fact, at the time of the inauguration, there are really two separate functions of the Mishkan. One, Perak Mem, Psukim, Lamed Dalid, Lamed Hey, in Sefer Shemot, Vayichasanan et Olmoed, Uchvor Hashem Malei et HaMishkan, Velo Yochum Moshe Lavo El Olmoed, Kishachan Halavanan, Uchvor Hashem Malei et HaMishkan, teach us of a more static understanding of the Mishkan, a place where we recognize the manifestation of the Shekhinah, the Kavod of Hashem, the presence of God as an ongoing revelation of Har Sinai. But the last three psukim of Sefer Shemot already alluded or foreshadowed the function, really, of the Mishkan in a much more dynamic fashion. We hear of a dynamic function, namely that we're going to look at the Mishkan and see whether or not the cloud of Hashem has risen above the Mishkan as a sign that we're supposed to travel. These travels we find in Sefer Bamidbar, so much so that the first 10 prakim of Sefer Bamidbar really overlap chronologically with what goes on in Sefer Vayikra, whether it's the inauguration of the Mishkan that we're going to hear about in chapter 7 of Sefer Bamidbar, whether it's the laws that we hear about in Parshat Naso of a Zav and a Mitzorah and a Tamei Lamet, not being able to go to, uh, to the Mishkan nor the Machana. And the question is, why do we need this uh, really third perspective of the inauguration of the Mishkan. We've already heard about this at the end of Sefer Shemot. We've heard about this in Sefer Vayikra. And now, Bamidbar, what is the point of having two Sfarim that really overlap or intertwine, but at the same time has its own unit, its own structure? Well, this can really be seen at the beginning of this week's Parsha. Parsha Bamidbar begins chronologically on the first of the second month. Not as we're going to see the first of the first month wherein the inauguration took place. And this is a little strange because even according to the Parshanim, like the Ramban, who maintain Yesh Torah, that the Torah is written in a chronological format, have to explain here 
why it is that the Sefer begins on Rosh Chodesh Iyar, and then in just a few chapters from now, we're going to go back in time. We're going to go back to Rosh Chodesh Nisan, exactly a month earlier by the time we get to Perek Zion. And the answer, explains the Ramban, is because this Sefer has a different theme. It may still be speaking about aspects of Kedusha, of holiness, but from a different perspective entirely. This time, it's not from the perspective of the Mikdash, the Mishkan, the place of Shechinat Hashem. This time, it's from the perspective of the Machaneh, the dynamic interplay between what goes on in the Mishkan and the encampment of Am Yisrael. And therefore, you can't hear about the narrative of Sefer Bamidbar until you have a picture of the Machaneh that's established through the census, through the Mifkad, Chumash HaPkudim, through counting Am Yisrael in Sefer Bamidbar. Once we're counted, and we know how are we going to encamp around the Mishkan, Yehuda to the east, Ruvain to the south, Degel Machaneh Ephraim to the west, Degel Machaneh Dad to the north. Only when we know how we're going to travel, take apart the Mishkan, who's going to carry, which family of Levim are going to be in charge of which aspect of the construction and deconstruction of the Mishkan each time, only then can we go on with our regular program. Only then can we hear about the perspective of Hanukkah Mishkan from the side, from the, literally, the eyes of the Machaneh. And what the Torah is telling us is that we shouldn't keep the Kedusha in the bubble of Sefer Vayikra. Of course, in order to understand the amorphous concept of Kedusha that we've spoken about for the past few weeks, we need to have our eyes set on the Mishkan. We need to be focused on an intense relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu manifest through the sanctuary itself. However, the real challenge, the stories, some of our downfalls and our worst downfalls in Jewish history we're going to see, but that at the same time, our potential for interacting with God is going to be most manifest in the Machaneh. When we leave the spheres of the Mikdash, teaching us that we have to take the Kedusha, the sanctity, that closeness with Hashem, and now bring it to the Machaneh. And therefore, when the Machaneh is presented to us, at the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar explains the Ramban, now we can understand all the different shifts of perspective. Now we understand that even though it looks like some of the mitzvot are being repeated, whether it's the mitzvah of making sure that someone who is defiled doesn't enter the Mikdash, it's not just about entering the Mikdash now. He also can't go to the Machaneh because there's sanctity in the Machaneh. And now we heard about the Kohen who is in his ivory tower of the Mikdash. We're going to to learn over the next few parshiot, especially Parshat Naso, we're going to hear how the Kohen interacts with a sota, interacts with thieves who have to return stolen objects. We're going to see that the Kohen is not just some type of, of priest who stays alone in his philosophical tower of the Mishkan, but rather interacts with every member of Am Yisrael. I can't think of a more appropriate way of entering or basically re-entering from a quarantine, from our little mikdash of our homes over the past few weeks and months to go back into society as some of the regulations are being relaxed right now with this message of Sefer Bamidbar. Our wellness is not just about what we do at home. It's not just about strengthening our core, which really is the mikdash, and that's why Sefer Vayikra must come before Sefer Bamidbar. But we also then have to recognize that there is a challenge leaving this bubble of the Mikdash. 
And that's what Sefer Bamidbar comes to teach us. There's also Kedusha in the Machaneh. Take those values and now bring them outside as well. Make sure that you contribute to society. And this is underscored all the more by the way that we're counted. On one hand, we're counted per tribe. And yet, what do we find in this week's Parsha? Every time a family or people are mentioned, it says that one is counted also levet avotam. We don't hear the actual names of the families as we will at the end of Sefer Bamidbar, but we know that they're counted also according to families and then they become part of a greater whole. Each tribe of Levi, however, is counted according to their families because each one is going to play a particular function in carrying different aspects, different components of the Mishkan as we travel. But from here, one also learns, says the Ramban, that every family was counted. And every family then has to bring its identity, not only to its tribe, but to the entire people. What a message for where we are right now. What a message for not just our own wellness, but for our values of being able to recognize that every family really does have its own identity. And Baruch Hashem, we've spent the last two and a half months with our families. Some of us, again, climbing walls with the families, but nonetheless, getting to know our children on a different level, davening with our children, learning with our children, and interacting, I hope, in happiness and challenges, and really recognizing that not only our education at home, but our own selves at home should bring out the best in ourselves and should help us recognize what it means within a particular solitary environment to really focus on those values, to create that mikdash ma'ah, that mini sanctuary within our home. And now it's time to leave that. Now it's time to bring that individual identity. Now it's time to take everything that we've been working on for the past months and now bring it to our machane, bring it to our society, to our communities. Recognize that we can leave the, this bubble and albeit it's difficult, but explains the Torah, the first 10 chapters of Sefer Bamidbar, there's Kedusha, there's sanctity in the machane. And how is this done? We know that it's not actually every individual who is counted, but rather everyone had to, had to contribute a machatzit hashakel. And the reason for this is because the Torah says we're not objects, we're subjects. And we're actually subjects of giving. Do you want to contribute to the machane? It's not just about you being passive and counting. You become the subject. You have to play a role. And your role should be one of contribution. Take each one of us to take some message, some idea, some value, some strength that we now have that we've garnered over the past few weeks and months at home and to bring it, to bring it to our communities, whether it's in the realm of education and the realm of contributions financially through acts of service, through Ghana, through our words, to be able to recreate a machane, a better machane, a machane of kedusha one that's ready to travel, one that's ready now in a very dynamic fashion to live with God, both in the Mikdash and beyond the Mikdash, to take that and to provide for ourselves, not just a positive trajectory, but a better trajectory. And one that will hopefully this time lead us to a very strong machane, one that we know 
is going to then lead us, not just to the land of Israel, but to a state of Vayihib and Soha Aron, Vayomer Moshe, Kuma Hashem, Vayafutso Evecha, Vayanusu Misanecha Mipanecha, when we're a strong machane of Kedusha, when we bring our individual strengths as active subjects to our entire communities, to the society, to our nation. That's when we can ward off all the enemies, all the different plagues around us. Wishing you all a Shabbat of health, of strength, of leaving the Mikdash, but at the same time taking those values of the family, of our homes. And as we go back and gradually and re-engage with the other members of society to help create that machane of kedusha, of contribution, and are furthering our direction in a very, very positive state. Shabbat Shalom. Join us for a combination of practical, fun, and intellectual preparation for Shavuot on Sunday, May 24th at 8.30 p.m. A dash of Kemach and Torah featuring a shiur by Yael Ziegler and a hands-on cooking session with Dvara Katz of Pat Bamelach. We'll be making two recipes together for Shavuot. You'll get a link and a list of ingredients for the session after you register. To register, go to theedencenter.com slash pre-Shavuot. Join us for another in our sexual health series with couples and sex therapists dealing with challenges to intimacy during dating and engagement. Tonight, Thursday, May 14th, 9pm. Register to get the Zoom link at theedencenter.com slash intimacy. This week's podcast is sponsored by Jordana and Kalman Shaw in honor of their son Abaye Bar Mitzvah. Mazal Tov. Is there someone in your life that you want to honor? someone who has helped you out or inspired you. Maybe it's a medical professional or a teacher or a yoetzet who went above and beyond to help you, or a yard site or death that you want to mark. Please consider making a donation to support this podcast in honor of a special person in your life. This episode of Wisdom and Wellness was recorded by Shani Tarragon. Music, courtesy of Shimona Gottlieb, and is a product of the Eden Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback, sponsorships, and support. You can reach us at www.theedencenter.com.